0: Our mission is clear it's time to change healthcare have no fear today is the day this is the hour together you know we've got the power drop the silos we're all the same team Patients, doctors, versus tech and marketing how can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been yeah we've tried so join us now join the revolution digital health is the evolution Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the Healthcare Wrap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology and we check yesterday's thinking at the door where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the healthcare wrap. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. I am your host Jared Johnson, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Peter Ballastieri. What's up? What's up? How's it going, Peter? Good. How are you? Fantastic. We are here. It's Healthcare Wrap. We are on episode four already. What do we do with that?
1: <laughs> Quattro, baby.
0: Like there's anniversaries, you know, or certain things. In we might have to hit years. five before
1: we hit call it an anniversary.
0: Five. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a deal. Let's get to five. <laughs> Let's get through this one. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking too far ahead. Yes. Well, remind listeners real quick that we are online, so engage with us there. We are on healthcarewrap.com. We are also on Twitter, at healthcarewrap.
1: That's a thing, Imagine too. Imagine that. That's amazing. Yeah, please reach out. We want to hear from you guys out there because that's going to give us an opportunity to talk about the topics that are concerning you guys, and that's really what this is all about. We can bring things forward, but we want to hear from you guys as well as what's going on in the front lines. It's happening to us. It's probably happening to you as well.
0: Fantastic. We're going to switch it up here a little bit. We're actually going to start with a, a news article because, uh, quite frankly, healthcare news is happening so fast, so rapidly in 2018 that uh, we got to get to some of these topics because they're, quite frankly, changing the landscape week by week. And one of the uh, more recent news articles here was by Christina Farr, who is a reporter for MedTech for uh, CNBC. Shout out to Christina. Always love the scoops uh, you're finding out there in the world. It's a lot of times connecting something on the tech side to the business side. So in this case, the article is about uh, Apple's... Uh, primary care clinics that they are opening. And the article is titled, Apple is launching medical clinics to deliver the world's best healthcare experience, in quotes, Uh, to its employees it talks about how uh, apple's launching a couple uh, actually a series of primary care clinics called ac wellness uh, for employees in the spring and it already has a couple that are going up in santa clara county in california so it's interesting because right now they're advertising for doctors Uh, they're advertising for health coaches and what they call designers to actually create this program so they say hey we've got the structure here we're gonna open these clinics, but. We actually need some help to develop it the way that it ought to be developed. So I don't know what you think about this. Is this a move towards Apple getting in the actual patient care space itself, or this is more of an
1: employee benefit? I think it's the latter. It's the employee benefit, because what you're seeing here is probably something that's going to be pretty commonplace with the larger companies, I would say, in the next decade or so, at least my opinion. Companies need to save money uh, and benefits, and they're being proactive. This is proactive versus reactive care, as far as I'm concerned. And it's basically a company telling their employees that they need to be in shape and they need to take care of themselves to keep healthcare costs down, their benefit costs down. And what better way to do that than to? Bring something in-house where you kind of control it. If you're at a, a major company here, you're likely having to do a BMI check-in once or twice a year, and these things can affect your benefits packages. You know, are you a smoker? Are you not? This is stuff that's happening in this world as, as we speak right now. So I think that is a big thing, and, and my background in it is there was one company that did this, kind of was a maverick in it in Wisconsin when I was living there, was Quad Graphics. They do a lot, a lot of print. They did a program for the Super Bowl. I mean, there are just tons of print magazines that they do. They have on campus primary care facilities in addition to child care facilities as well. So they're only almost making these little kind of kingdoms, if you will, that are around the state of Wisconsin. So it's pretty amazing. But again, it's something that I think we're going to see more and more of, to tell you the truth. So it's a great article. But. I want to just add on really quickly, too, because while that's a national story, we have our own story that I'd like to throw out here really quickly, too. Our doctors here have worked with their own dashboard for kidney injuries. And I'm really impressed with this because it's all based on electronic health records and looking at those on a time basis every six hours or so to determine if any children at the hospital that we work at will get acute kidney injuries. So basically, if a child comes in, they're monitored, what they're looking at is to make sure that they're not prescribing any drugs or doing any kind of procedures that are going to affect a child's kidneys. And they're looking at these kids on an ongoing basis based on on an IT dashboard, which is pretty amazing. And we're also doing that for children that have seizures, epileptic seizures. There's a diet called the ketogenic diet. And we are also monitoring based on health records, To not give, I think, basically a lot of carbohydrates to the kids that are on ketogenic diet, that could basically crash them. And that's all still based on IT data that we're doing. So I love the fact that this organization is using IT and data to give better outcomes and to better monitor and have better safety outcomes and quality outcomes for the kids that are here at the hospital. So that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I love both stories here, and I do think there are a lot of links there. At the end of the day, like you said, there's some IT tools involved. There's a convergence with IT that is much more than just tech support. I mean, there's a creation of new tools and platforms that are benefiting both on the clinical side and on the business side. And related to the business side uh, is where I thought we could kind of go with our rap battle today. Rap battle. What are we actually marketing in healthcare? It well, you really put like... the
1: big question out there, don't you?
0: <laughs> you know what, Lately, I, I guess that's just what it's come to. <laughs> it seems like this simple question. Of course, yeah, I'm sure we all know what, what we're actually marketing in healthcare, but maybe not so much. So for those of you who are just joining us on this podcast journey... Rat Battle is our first segment of the program where we do battle against an assumption, something, an idea, a belief, a philosophy that has been out there, not necessarily only having to do with marketing, but there might be a tieback one way or the other. But it's something that's affected how much healthcare can progress. And so in this battle, we're going to battle against the thought of that we're just marketing the same old thing. Right. So I'll throw it out that way. And I'll say uh, over the years, 10, 12 years ago, uh, the first time I had a marketing role at a provider, it was a small community hospital, and what we were marketing is pretty easy. We were plastering a doctor's face on a billboard, and we weren't the only ones, everyone was doing that, but that's what advertising looked like back then. So what's really interesting is to see how it has evolved. And so when we look at this in 2018 and say, what does the face of advertising look like? It always comes back to the messaging, which audience, what's your target audience, what's your message, and what's the call to action. So in this case, we're going to focus on the message itself. Because to me, the message used to be, you know, the billboard was the way, the the channel, the how. And the message was, hey, guess what? We're here. Like... We're the local hospital, and now the message itself is so complicated. One of the things that led me to ask this question was wondering if what we're advertising is helping us at the end of the day. I feel like when we go back to those same messages of, hey, guess what? We're the hospital in your neighborhood, so of course you're going to come see us. So guess what? Here's a big doctor, doctor's photo on the billboard, and we don't give you actually any messaging other than we're the closest So it's a complicated thing of what we actually have to market these days. We think about what are we telling people? Are we, we're we're trying to show empathy for patients. We're trying to highlight the new technology that our providers are able to use in treating you. We also want to show that we're human, but we also want to show that we're experts. We also want to show that we can do what you need. We'll have good bedside manner. And of course, you're going to want to rate us well online. So you're going to give our our providers some good reviews. And then when you get here, you know, you're going to have the best patient experience, Mm -hmm. which means from the time before you even get out of your vehicle, you're in the parking lot, you know, something's amazing and blowing you away. I mean, the layers that have just been added over the years as online reputation has become a factor in brand choice, as hospitals have been forced to market themselves more to consumers with regulations and with just the changing landscape itself, it's almost exhausting to look back and think at how much it's evolved. So let's kick it off that way, Peter. You know, what are we marketing these days in healthcare?
1: You know, I love this question. It seems broad, but it actually is a very pointed question. I think what I learned in the last maybe six months is how much we're marketing to our colleagues. And let's talk about that for a second. You might be in this world that we're in currently with the U.S. News & World Report. That is a key here because we're not marketing to a end user. We're marketing to someone that would be a colleague across the United States that would want to rate the hospital that you work for about their, whatever it is, heart care, nephrology care, cancer care. So there's that part of marketing, which is kind of colleague, almost B2B in a way, if if you can think of it that way. But then what you said really kind of struck a chord for me too is, You can't just use the doctor's face anymore, and you can't just show a new machine, and you can't just talk about patient experience, but therein lies the problem, because you have limited space and limited time to reach an end user, an end viewer, if you will. So you can't get all that in at one shot, right? That's impossible. So it's almost like you got to pick your poison, if you will, and go with it and I guess what I just from my background and and what I've seen as I drive down the freeway and there's not just one hospital in Jared there's multiple hospital systems you know and in, in, in a case like Wisconsin it was highly competitive I'm talking at any one point there was five major health systems vying for your business and I guess that kind of leads me to my other question within a question is and I get this question a lot too when I tell people I'm in healthcare marketing communications well you know, you can put all that stuff out there, but aren't people kind of, don't they have to go where their insurance tells them to go? So what does it matter what you're putting on there about this machine or this doctor or this procedure, or, you know, if we roll out a red carpet for you, if we we park your car for you or all that stuff, I have to go where I have to go because otherwise I'm going to pay triple what I would normally have to pay for healthcare. Okay. I don't know that we can answer this question really right (laughs) here. You know, honestly, it's, There's a lot of factors that you have to take into consideration when it comes to what are we really marketing. So I I, I guess I would want to hear from others out there that are listening to this podcast because... It's literally a pick your poison in terms of what your message is, what your go-to-market message is. Now, if you break it down further and you're talking a center of excellence, you might have the best, the most experienced uh, surgeons in the you know Midwest or the Southwest or wherever you happen to be. Okay, well, there is something. You may have a piece of machinery that no one else has. Well, there's something too. But again, will that make the difference? And I, I guess I would challenge then with the way that marketing is going, healthcare 2.0 communications and marketing is, you have to be really uber targeted. Like again, right, if it's a machine, you wanna really hit whatever that machine does, you better go right to those people that are gonna be interested in that. Otherwise, it's like you might as well take a shotgun out and try and kill a fly. I mean, it's just too big. So I don't know, that's kind of where I'm at This is an ongoing thing that is rolling around in my head every day as I'm doing my job here. I don't know, how do you feel about that?
0: I would feel like you've, you've zoomed in on the, the key point here is that there isn't necessarily one single answer here other than it's evolving, it's changing. Now you can even take the example of marketing to a provider, right? So we, we have kind of this joke lately of how often we see the word multidisciplinary, mm, yeah, right? Yeah, My favorite word, right? Those yeah. seven syllables you can never get yes, back, you know, every time word. you say it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful Indeed, word. Indeed, at the base of it. <laughs> what that word means is that, you know, one kind of doctor will talk to another kind of doctor if they need to, to help you.
1: That's, it's, or the continuum of care. <laughs> the continuum of care. Right.
0: Exactly. So we love these these words. You know, we make people happy yeah. by putting those in our advertising. And just a great example of the message itself, when we don't think to change something, that's kind of pay to play, right? Like, wouldn't you as a consumer expect that, you know what, if one doctor needs to talk to another doctor to help me out, I really kind of expect them to. That really hasn't always been the expectation, but I'm telling you, it's 2018. That's the expectation now, is that I'm going to Google my condition, my symptoms, any provider that tells me don't, then I'm gonna raise my eyebrow, I'm right. gonna say, why can't I? There's probably some bad information out there, but you're my provider, you gotta be able to help me sift through that. So, in fact, maybe you can even create some of that content for me yeah. and, and help me. You know, If you're telling me that's wrong, that's wrong, then what's right, You know, help me do that. So, I think even that kind of ties back to another thing that you could consider, either the provider or health system, or I'll tell you what, a med tech, uh, a medical device company, a pharmaceutical company, any of you guys who are listening who are on, on those sides of this fight, are you marketing the fact that you're providing education or training for either providers or patients? Where that just kind of seems like something we do, not necessarily like marketing that act itself, it's another thing that really could come into play. So yeah, I think we really come back to just the thought of first and foremost, target that message and be able to and be willing to have multiple messages but know where they're each going we're always trying to move towards this goal of the right message to the right audience at the right time. And that, thats one of the hardest things to do. You know, not even getting on the technical side of what platforms make that possible, but all that comes back to, you got to have more content and you have to have more messaging and you have to know where it's all going and you have to get it there.
1: I agree with you. And, and where I think you have to be able to evolve in here, as you say, this is evolving. I think how you have to evolve as a marketer is you have to think getting the best value for the work that you're doing in in any given day. And what I mean by that is, you know, we talked about what are you actually marketing? Well, you can make some consolidations and help yourself, I think, as a healthcare marketer. And I'll give you an example. Okay, so what are we marketing? Are we marketing this piece of technology? Are we marketing a doctor? Are we marketing procedure? Are we marketing the convenience of everything on one campus? You know, and the patient experience. And the list goes on and on. Well, if you can get maybe two of those boxes checked in one message that's I think where the evolution is going as a marketer and, and so an example of that might be okay we all know video is becoming is it already has it's, it's getting it's huge and it's it's here to stay and it's just growing by leaps and bounds right so one of the things you might be marketing is your expertise on something whether it be in heart or cancer or whatever that it might be so now you you maybe find a doctor that is well-known and you're gonna have him or her talk about a procedure. So now you've checked maybe two to three boxes. You've checked an education box because there's a lot of families, there's a lot of parents out there that are interested actually in the behind the scenes. They wanna drop the white lab coat fear and they wanna understand what my child is gonna be having done to him or her, right? So a better understanding of what the procedure might be you're going to get to know the doctor because you're going to see a video and it's not just going to be a Aquanet in the hair and music in the background and I like to play Monopoly on the weekends, you know, find a doc video. You're going to actually kind of hear this doctor kind of interacting a little bit more and it's going to be about what he or she is an expert at and you're going to be sending that video or pushing that video to a target market that's going to be highly interested in that. So now you've hit like three boxes on a one maybe one to two minute video that is going to check boxes for you. So I guess that's where I think, at least from my standpoint as a, as a healthcare marketer, I'm always thinking about how I can hit as many options as possible because that was the problem before is right. What are we marketing? And you go nuts, but your mind explodes because it could be seven, eight different things. So I don't know. That's kind of how I look at it.
0: Yeah. I like that. I really like that thought. We kind of summarize this all by what should we be marketing? But we should be marketing the fact that we're trying to make healthcare easier for mm-hmm. somebody. We're trying to make it more human for somebody, more accessible. We're trying to educate somebody. And if our content and our if our marketing period has done that for either a provider or a patient, we have made it less scary. That's, that's the easiest We've way to informed summarize. Somebody.
1: We've informed somebody, yeah. right, about something that we do. Yeah. I think that's intrinsically what you're trying to do here.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, hey. I think we did some pretty, uh, pretty mean battle. I know. I think we put a dent in that. Hit us up on Twitter, first and foremost, Healthcare Rap. Yeah. And yeah, let's, let's hear what you think there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So our next segment, then we've got a few minutes here where we're going to spend on our, this is on our second segment, which is called Freestyle. We do something a little fun. We're going to take the same topic, but we're going to each have two minutes to represent that from a point of view that we might not typically take. So we're we're going to do this randomly to see, you know, who gets which point of view. So we usually literally, you know, crumple up the paper and and pull it out. So let's see. What do you got? What do we got? So the topic is going to be advertising. Mm -hmm. Is it a necessary evil? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see
1: it hard today.
0: Tell you what, if you want to go first here, want to have you, let's see, pick this out. Uh, okay. All right, want to unwrap that? What we'll, we uh,
1: got... I'll take insurance company. That's fine.
0: Insurance. Nice. Okay. All right, so let's see. We're going to set the, the annual timer here. Okay. We're going to get all official. See, this is what happens when we're in a big budget podcast. So we can afford <laughs> a, a timer, like a real one.
1: Yes, so. I like it. So I'm going to be talking about, is advertising necessary for insurance companies? And I guess that's what I was talking about before in this podcast was, as a healthcare marketer, who are really marketing to. You never know where your insurance is going to allow you to go. So I think from a standpoint of, of an insurance company, it has to be something along the lines of what packages are the best, what they have to offer in terms of, uh, again what other companies are out there. I mean, you're going to basically be doing a comparison shopping, I think. I think that's what the advertising situation has to be for insurance companies in terms of what they're going to put out there, what their message is, because people shop now. And that's a similar to healthcare marketing because there's not just one on the block anymore. There's multiple, multiple insurance companies. So it feels like lawyers doing advertising. There's something kind of intrinsically wrong with it. I apologize if there's any lawyers out there, but it just feels a little odd to see Uh, ads for lawyers but because there's so much such a glut of opportunity out there you have to be able to kind of message what makes you important what gives makes you have a the benefit over another company so I guess from that standpoint insurance companies have just as much right to be out there and talking about what they have to offer, right? And the other thing they may offer is their expansiveness. We cover this many areas as opposed to insurance company X and we're insurance company Y and we have this much more coverage for your family too. So I guess, you know, that's my standpoint on how an insurance company may choose to use the evil advertising. So that's, that's where I'm thinking. I had one second left when I was. You done. had one second left. Yeah, <laughs> listen, to that we literally. Did you like that? That's funny. That's timing, right there. That was legit. Like that I'm was, pulling. I'm pulling the next one for you. That was, that a, was tough a real one. deal. All right, here's here's the next one for you. You get big pharma. Oh, not to be confused with little pharma. Not to be confused, okay. right? All right, All right okay. you ready? I'm giving you two minutes on the clock, starting now.
0: Pharma. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I kind of just because pharma is still kind of known for like their TV spots. I, and I understand, like, I lived in the medical device world for several years, and we were the same way. Like, we say, hey, what, why do we have to market this way? Oh, yeah, because um, FDA. You're living by the rules, you're given, and yet still, I mean, are we still in this world where we have to see the little gnome or, like, like, little creature or people, you know, for a few seconds in the in the ad? And then it's all the things that could happen the to you. side effects, There's yeah. always a death in there somewhere, and, you know, I'm yeah. not trying to make light of it other than to say, is it really that effective still? We got to think about. We've always done it that way, right? So, for pharma to be effective, I mean, what what's the message of any of those? Well, they're trying to show, hey, you know, you can you can overcome this with this drug with this treatment. You know, you can get over something. Okay, so there's a little bit of validity to the message of those, but wow, it sure gets lost in the all the adverse effects. Yeah, at, at the end of the spot. So, pretty much the beginning, middle, and end of of any TV spot for pharma. So, I would say the message itself. We don't want it to get lost when we have to get through so much junk as part of the advertising absolutely ads can be effective but we come back to the targeting issue and we come back to the quickness of it the let's make sure we're getting the right messages to the right different types of people now when all that happens it's definitely possible especially if you're trying to get some awareness out. But, man, there's so much more to it these days. And so I guess one of these days maybe we'll see fewer TV spots at the end of the day with all the adverse effects. And
1: I'm down to two seconds. Nice job. I guess I would add on to that um, is in terms of the big pharma, I I always question when I see those, Jared, did the FDA really approve this? Because all I'm hearing is side effects. I mean, let's be honest. The acting in these commercials... (laughs) I just, the only thing that's worse is like the cleaning supplies when someone like dumps something all over their table and things like that and they look like they've had like a, some kind of a an effect. And I mean, it's, it's just terrible. So, you know, I, and again, is TV the right thing? Why do they choose TV? It just seems like they're just shotgunning and hoping to pick somebody that has this issue. But maybe, you know, something like lack of sleep affects so many people that maybe TV works for that because there, it's such a widespread issue. I don't know. I mean... Lavitra so, or whatever these are, I don't know. But ED, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine. I feel like ED is like a really, maybe, I don't know. Again, who knows how many people are affected by ED. Maybe TV is the answer. I just feel like they could be a little bit more targeted. But anyway, that's that's a whole nother. That's for another episode. That's a whole right? other episode right there. <laughs> so maybe we, we can wrap that up. Yeah. Yeah. Just to say
0: ab- advertising uh, may be a necessary evil, but we don't have to be so evil at d- doing it. Right, uh, right.
1: Yeah, and just be smarter, maybe. I don't yeah, know. There we go. Maybe there we go. Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. Well, sometimes we reach more conclusions than we did today,
1: but yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. feel like it's, I agree. It's, it is
0: still changing all the time. So, yeah. one way or the other, uh, we're glad you stuck with us on this episode. We're almost to episode five, which I'm sure there is some kind of, of anniversary gift. Uh, Peter will have to look into that. I'm going to have to look. I What is it? Is it paper? I think five years is paper. paper.
1: I don't know. That really doesn't help us at all for a digital podcast, so I don't know. We have to, like,
0: tweet a shot of the paper. <laughs> the paper. The but- paper episode five yeah Uh, we'll figure out something folks that do check us out there at healthcare rap on twitter and at healthcarerap.com for full episodes there and definitely subscribe leave us a review on itunes or wherever you're listening and uh, we'll check you out on behalf of peter and myself thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time
1: see ya